You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's Hope Helen for Behind the Gloves, now with the Irish takeover super featherweight fighter, Stephen Kern. Stephen, how are you? Yeah, I'm fantastic. we got a week to go now, and I'm just, I can't wait to get in there. Raring to go. And we'll come on to talk about your fight uh, a little bit later on in the interview. But obviously, first and foremost, this week has been a little bit dramatic, hasn't it? What have you made of all of this fiasco with Ben and Eubank Jr.? Just your first reaction. I'm just, I was shocked when I heard the news because obviously I'm like, I'm a week away from a fight myself. I'm not doing anything this weekend. So my whole weekend was literally watching this fight. I know it's off. I'm like, what am I going to do now for the weekend? I've watched everything on Netflix. So, <laughs> yeah, Scuppered your plans. Uh-huh. Scuppered your plans. Yeah, just completely. It's just out of, out of nowhere as well, isn't it? Were you surprised to hear this then? It sounds as though you were. Like, as far as, like, I was just getting ready to watch the fight. Obviously, I knew there was, um, there was obviously back and forth with Connor and Eubank about the weight and all that kind of stuff. And the dad, I think it was a Eubank's dad saying that, oh, I want to pull my son out or whatever. But I never thought it'd be cancelled and I didn't think it would be over. You know, it's failing a drug test. Do you think that deciding to postpone the fight was the best decision? I know that the board obviously said it, but there was talk about going to a foreign board. Um, and Eddie and Keller were, were doing these talks behind the scenes rather than just saying, nope, not happening. Was that the right thing to do? Or do you think they should have halted it as soon as that, com- that came about? I'd like, they, they can't. If someone's after failing a drug test, how can they leave that fight go ahead? I know there's big money involved and all that, but like for us other boxers, we like we know exactly what we put into our body. We have our nutritionists. They say, look, eat this, eat that. That's all we do. We train, we eat, we prepare. Um, and like if they got away with it, who knows that not every other boxer will start saying, Oh, he's after getting away with it. Why don't we try it? And then it's just like what what do you do then? Everyone's gonna be out there, isn't it? 
earlier on this week, I saw that Dave Coldwell put on his Insta story um, saying that it needed to be cancelled because of the integrity of boxing as a whole. How have conversations been in the gym this week amongst your stable? As I said there a while ago, we were just in shock. And it was like, it was a Wednesday we found out. Mm-hmm. And like, we're all getting ready for this fight. We're all talking about who do we think's going to win. And obviously, the more the build up there is, you're kind of your mind is swaying. You're like, oh, maybe Connor, maybe though Eubank, you don't know. And then for it just to be out of nowhere, come out failing a drug test, we were all just pretty much taken taken back. We were like, fucking hell, like, you know, we didn't expect that. Madness. Fucking hell, love that. Um, obviously, it's now become, been reported that apparently this test is now going to be looked into more and investigated by the UKAD. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. If he comes back as being found to be guilty, Conor Ben, he could be banned up to four years. Do you think that is fair? Is that an, an appropriate amount of time? Should it be more? Should it be less? Um, I'm not too sure what the like normal banning is, but there definitely should be a ban put in place because, like, if one if it happened to one of us, straight away you'd be banned, wouldn't you? It would, like, you know, do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, I know Conor Ben is high level now big money fights and all that but I think the same rules need to apply to everyone because if he gets away with it then other people are going to start it and then the boxing is going to feel it Tony Bellew was quite a quite angry yesterday put a tweet out and in fact I've got it here I'll read it out um and he basically said that anyone who's found to have any sort of banned substance should be banned for life. He said, please be aware that for every action, there is a reaction. My stance on, is it PEDS? In boxing has never changed. Anyone, and I mean anyone taking PEDS, should be banned for life. Now, everyone, please keep the same energy and go for the cheats, all of them. What do you make of that, Stephen? Well, (laughs) coming from Tony Bellew, an athlete who's been there, done it, done it the right way, not used any, any steroids, not used anything, clean athlete, knows how hard it is to make it. And then for having having these guys who who want to try kind of cut corners and cheat, it's frustrating. It's compl- like what we go through, our bodies being at the end of the week, our bodies are broken. Weekends, we just want to recover. We don't even want to leave the house. We're so, we're so tired. And then does, it, it would it would make it frustrated people out there then trying to cut corners and it's, it's not fair, is it? No, it's not. Um, we'll obviously have to just see how things continue and if he is found to be for guilty and it's all up in the air at the moment and he wants to clean his clean his name or clear his name. Moving on to you, though, more excitingly, 15th of October, you are back out in Liverpool. Yep. How are preparations going for that? It's been wicked. Um, obviously, my last fight being in April. I've got this, I had this clear road to just get better and improve myself. It's been six months of improvements and I can say hand in heart, I'm one million percent a better fighter right now than I was back in April. And I'm just looking forward to this showing everyone uh, my improvements and going in there and get that knockout. Not your first time in Liverpool. We met back in April, it must have been, uh, when you fought then. What changes do you want to display this time? You've said that you're going to be a hundred percent a better fighter, a million percent a better fighter. But is there anything that you really want to showcase that you can say? Um, obviously my plan when I go in there is take my guy's head off his shoulders <laughs> that's my plan when I go in there I'm outside my nice guy but when I get into the ring I just want to I want to take him out um, I want to show obviously 
they would kill me if I just go in there like a caveman. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go in there as I did in my last fight, boxing skills, and that power shot will come. I saw that you said you wanted to get him out of there early. How important in this kind of beginning stages of your career, because it is early days really, isn't it? How important are kind of accumulating those knockouts and stoppages? It's, that's a, it's a sticky one because we were actually chatting about it and it was like, if, you, if you're knocking everyone out in the first round, are you gaining that experience that you need? Because this, obviously, my next fight now is going to be six rounds. I'm stepping up rounds. So I'd like... I'd like to get maybe more than a minute and a half this time, maybe uh, three or four rounds under my belt, then take them out. Because the faster I'm knocking these guys out, they're going to be stepping me up, up rounds, up oppositions. So I need to be experienced and I need to get them rounds in at the same time. So it's a sticky one. And do you know anything about this opponent this time? And what do you make of him? Yeah, um, a guy from South America, uh, tough He's there to he's there to win. He wants to come and he wants to throw. But that's uh, that's exactly what I want. I want someone who's there to win and come in and get me because he's going to leave them open and I'm going to take him out. I'm sure that obviously he'd rather be fighting at home. Oh, that goes without saying for any fighter. But what is the Liverpool crowd like? Because you've obviously been there before. You know what kind of scenario it is. Yeah. No, Liverpool was amazing. Last, last time Liverpool was probably... One of the best nights of boxing I've ever had. Obviously, make my UK debut, and uh, everyone there was just so uh, supportive afterwards, coming up to me, me saying, oh, "Well done, lad." And that was um, it was good. And then the night out in Liverpool was wicked as well. So I, I love Liverpool. Forward to getting back out there. It's a great city, isn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah, I love Liverpool as well. Uh, moving on to the actual fight night itself then. Obviously, you're going to be focusing on your own preparations and your own fight, of course. But elsewhere on that card, we've got Jazza Dickens. We've also got uh, Peter McGrail as well, who's headlining. What do you make of those fighters? Are you excited to see him in action? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Obviously, Peter McGrail is proper talent, isn't he? Um, I enjoyed watching his last fight. And uh, also, Jazza Dickinson, watching his last fight, he looked very, he looked good. Um, and I think he's fighting for the IBO world title this time as well. So it's good. It's good for him. A really nice guy. I like him. Wonderful. Well, Stephen, that's all my questions for you. But have you got anything else that you want to say? Any sponsors you want to shout out before we end today? Uh, I'd like to shout out my sponsors for this fight. We've got Monster Tints is uh, new on board. We've got Max Life Fitness being there from the start. We've got Cairns Masonry and we got uh, Murray Cairns Masonry as well. Whoop, whoop. Stephen, thank you ever so much for your time and best of luck for your fight next week. I'll be cheering you on. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button below so that you can receive an alert every time we upload a new video. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.